Welcome to another episode of the Army in Time podcast. This week, it's been pretty hectic. It's been busy. It's been, um, I don't know, just one of those Army weeks, right? So, pretty busy. But, I didn't want to end the week without having an episode. So, even though it's coming out on Friday instead of Thursday, um, I want to get in there and get this episode done because I've been scheduling some interviews and I don't want to... I don't want to have to postpone this episode too much longer. I wanted to continue to do this type of stuff, uh, this type of episode in the future. So I think it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty cool. So let's get started. Now, this week in releases, we have um, Space Force Watch. <laughs> and I covered this with Jason on the Government Cheese live stream. Um, you know, a, plug, a kind of a plug here, but if you guys haven't seen it, uh, we, we're doing this live stream over YouTube, so you can go take a look. I think it's pretty cool. It's more of a video thing, so head out and check it out, but Space Force Watch. Now, like I said before, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, the brand is Micro, Micro Mill Spec. And they supposedly and apparently make watches for military units uh, from the United States and Norway. They're a Norwegian company. They have done some some watches for, I know that they did one for a soccer player uh, from Norway. And, you know, aesthetically, the watch doesn't look horrible. It's not a horrible looking watch. But this is the thing. The, the, the watch looks kind of like a Tissot PRX. It's not really an integrated bracelet watch. It looks like it is, but it's not. Um, and I don't know. It's, it's thin. Obviously, the Space Force doesn't really do much, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day... Um, the watch doesn't seem to be a very militaristic type of watch. I know that some of the units that they mentioned that they have done watches for, I have worked with a unit from Norway and a unit from the U.S. Army, but I have never seen anyone from those units wear their watches. I'm not saying their watches are bad. I don't know anything about the brand at all. They could be amazing watches. I don't have an experience with them, so there is not much I can say other than what I see, right? And to me, the watch looks a little tacky. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, right? I think that the 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 lines that represent the cosmos and and you have the the stars on it and it says USSF with the emblem on it. I think it becomes too busy. I think it becomes a little tacky. Some of their other watches are a little a little bit more subdued when it comes to being showing that they're a military unit type of watch or official type of watch. I don't know. I I don't think it's um, I think it's a mesh. It's a mash. Uh, if I say they, you know, imagine a Tissot PRX, and then it has a diving bezel, which 
I don't know why the Space Force will need a dive timing style vessel. Um, the the hands are pretty cool. The date the date window is rounded. It looks pretty well executed. I don't know. I, I think that's pretty much it for me. It seems it seems like it's trying too hard to be something that it's not. Um, <laughs> it's fifteen hundred dollars. I think it's too expensive for what is offering. Is I mean, it looks like it. now the page doesn't offer really pretty much any details on this watch. It offers very little actually. Um, but it's a Salita SW two hundred movement, and it, you know is. 100 meters of water resistance it looks like it is a screw down crown so it has that going for it not that a space force person will probably need that but it, you know i don't know it just it doesn't look doesn't look the part to me <laughs> you know <laughs> if i may if i may you know like i said before um, they could have went with a fake speedy with a, a moon swatch and probably would have been better. <laughs> Just slap a USSF uh, on the dial and that's it. <laughs> so I don't know. But, you know, this one I think is a little too expensive. When you can get, you know, Christopher Ward has SW200 movements on watches or um, 900 something dollars and it's established brand. To me, this seems a little overpriced for what it is and a little tacky on ex execution of the dial. <laughs> That's all I can say, honestly. I mean, there's not much much more I could say. Um, other than next time, go with a, with a fake Speedy Moon Swatch and you'll be good. I mean, it'll probably give you the same type of warranty, right? You can't service it, so... <laughs> oh, man. Now, let's move on from that. I just want to kind of retouch it. I know a lot, there hasn't been, I don't know how many people from the podcast uh, is watching the Government Cheese uh, live stream, but I wanted to kind of discuss it again real quick for people to, to listen to my take on it. Um, not a horrendous watch, but not a good watch either, in my opinion. So, but can, what can you expect? I mean, I still haven't met anyone from the Space Force. Like, what the hell? Uh, so, now, the next watch that I want to talk about releases is the Hamilton Classic Bolton Quartz. Is the basically the, the Indiana Jones watch, right? It's future in Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny movie. It's a 2023 movie, so it's pretty recent. I know you've probably seen it on, on commercials. They pretty they make it pretty obvious that he's wearing that watch, so it's not it's not a a surprise. This watch it's not for me, but I think it's executed well, and I think it's priced correctly. It's I mean it's it's a quartz movement, but it has a small seconds right at the six o'clock small sub dial for the seconds. I think that when you're talking about quartz watches. A lot of people don't like the tick tock, the jumping seconds hand, right? So with this, you're getting something that is more minuscule when it comes to the seconds. So 
it's barely not as noticeable. Uh, I know that for my experience, at least with watches that have that type of smaller seconds hand or sub dial, um, I think that's the right way to go when you're talking about quartz or does a meeting a seconds hand completely when you're trying to appeal to the masses on this and you're trying to also, you know, get the, the watch collectors involved. Now, obviously this is a movie watch, so it probably doesn't need as much of a watch collector uh, enthusiasm around it, but 27 millimeters by 31.6 is a rectangle watch. It looks very classy, very dressy. So there's a watch that for, for, you know, a guy that likes to look very, very well put, well, to, well put together or very um, classy per se, or very, I don't know, formal is the word probably that I'm looking for. This is a good watch for someone like that. It's not for me because I'm not that type of person, right? I'm not the type of person that likes to um, the look that this watch portrays. I know some people that do wear watches like that and they look good. I mean, this watch does look good. Um, it's, it's well executed. So I think it's, it's a good looking watch. Just not for me, right? Again, it's a quartz uh, movement. Caliber is 980.163. It comes on a calf, calf leather strap and it's a pin buckle. Right, it's a 16 millimeter buckle width. Thickness is 7.8. Dial color is white, but it's um, kind of like a um, a white kind of moving towards silverish. So it's not exactly white, not pure white. The coating is PVD yellow. It's not a gold watch. It's, it's gold color, but it's not a gold watch. Obviously, for $695. <laughs> you can't have a, a gold watch for that. Now, the water resistance is 30 meters. So take it for what it is, right? Obviously, you're not looking at um, at a watch that you can do probably a lot of jumping in the water with. This is less than what the Speedy offers you. So that's that. But again, well-executed watch, at least looking watch. And that's pretty much it. Honestly, I don't have much more other than that. Um, the crown has that dual pattern on it and the H on the crown, stamp on the crown. Again, it, it looks good. It looks good. Just not for me. Not for me. All right. Moving on. This is the watch that I, I kind of like a lot uh, from the latest releases. And... This is Christopher Ward C60, so Charlie 60, Atoll, Atoll, 300, right? This, I like. Now, this is a, a, a you know, a 300 meter Christopher Ward C60, um, and kind of like a summary version of it. And they came out with two, right? They came out with the shark white that they call is a white dial that goes from the from the center and it starts to turn as it goes out it kind of it starts to turn gray and dark gray almost going to black at the very corners so they call it shark white because you know i don't know if you've ever seen a, a shark kind of tends to radiate kind of through between that white and uh gray color 
So, again, it's a diver, 300 meters, it's 40 millimeters. The thing that I like about this is, it's, it's, I don't know, it's very Christopher Ward, right? And Christopher Ward, I've been a fan for quite a while, um, does very good execution of watches. The, the bezel is a steel bezel. It doesn't have, you know, that, um, Damn. You know, it doesn't have any color to it. It's it's just pure steel. No um no color at all in both of them. It's a date the date window is at the six o'clock. It's um supposedly inspired by the Indian Ocean. <laughs> Don't know, you know. <laughs> so it is it, it is what it is. But again, the loom typical for Christopher Ward, very good. Um, the dial, like what I was saying is, it, it goes in minutes, right? It doesn't have the typical um, dive timing bezel. It, it's more like when you, I don't know if you guys remember the, the Sangin Gypsy. If you go through my Instagram, you can see pictures of it. The Sangin Gypsy has this type of dial where it goes 5, 10, 15, 20, but it goes all the way around to 55, right? And then the, the 12 is not, or it's not a 60, it's a little triangle marker. But it, it's pretty cool. Numbers are raised on the steel bezel. So you, and the, the, the numbers are polished. So it offers a, a pretty good contrast right there, but it's not a sapphire bezel, right? Your typical sapphire bezel um, or um, anything like that. So again, no color. Pretty cool though. I, I, I enjoy this watch. I think, uh, you know, again, it's 40 millimeters, 11.3 thickness, 47.4 lug to lug. 38-hour power reserve. It has a Salita W200, which is what I was talking about. 26-joule uh, date calendar, central hacking seconds, anti-shock system, all that, right? But it's a screw-down crown, um, screw-down display case back. It has, you know, engraved serial numbers, top brush, gunmetal coated indices, um, the Luminova for the, the loom, and just... The typical seconds hand with the signature trident counterbalance that uh, Christopher Ward uses. Um, marine grade stainless steel, blah, blah, blah. Same, pretty much the same, right? 120 click bezel. So, what I was saying is, you know, Christopher Ward, I think, executes watches very well. And with a Salita SW200 movement, this watch is going for $910 if you get it not on the bracelet and any of the straps. But if you get it on the bracelet, you're going for $1,095. Now, this is, this is a very good looking watch. 300 meters of water resistance, you know, from a reputable, reputable brand. And you're talking about max $1,095. And you cross over to very little well-known brand for fifteen hundred dollars with the same movement. Um, so, you know, I don't know. This one I like though. 
the second color that they have on the dial I don't even know what would I call that is reef or reef blue is what they call it but it's a shade of blue that goes in and out kind of like the same contrast that it has darker towards the edges um, this one is a little bit more summery a little bit more colorful it comes with the same color type of st rubber strap um, so pretty cool pretty cool I like it I think this is a good good release for Christopher War Christopher War is branded um, their watches for what I have seen and handled very um, very good quality the thing that I wish this watch did is uh, having drill lugs this doesn't have drill lugs and and that's the one thing that I would like to have on this watch and this watch will be amazing so yeah pretty good release if you haven't seen it go give it a look looks pretty good pretty decently priced again steel on steel steel bezel uh, but the raised numbers their polish gives it a pretty good contrast right there you know typically you get that edge type of number they're either black white or whatever when it comes to steel bezels this one is raised numbers right so um markers around the the vessel and it looks pretty good again 5 to 55 in minutes marking so yeah pretty good i like it enjoy it honestly i've been thinking about <laughs> getting it it looks pretty good it looks pretty good but moving on now so today's subject I know I mentioned earlier that it was going to be a fun episode. I'm going back to run part two of watches for MOSs in the Army. Now, <laughs> last time I had uh, Jason, uh, who put some watches out for Navy people, for Navy personnel. Now I'm solo doing part two for um, Army jobs because, you know, the Army has like million jobs out there so i'm gonna cover a couple of more jobs i swear it won't be uh probably be about six seven uh jobs next time i do this though i'm gonna try to bring someone from the air force or the marines and run it with some of their jobs i want to i want to do this a couple more times um cover a couple more jobs i think it's fun i think it's funny um and at the same time bring some of the other branches in so if you're in the Coast Guard and you want to come in, hey, by all means, come in, make fun of your guys with some uh, funny pics and some cool pics too. So let's get started. Now, last time when I did, the, did this, I forgot 100% about the lowest hanging fruit ever. And um, actually someone, and I mentioned that before in the episode right after that one, that someone reached out and said, hey. I can't believe you forgot about recruiters and recruiters. It is the lowest hanging fruit. And I did mention the best watch for them that would explain a recruiter 100%. And look, I used to be a recruiter, so don't get butt hurt. Okay. <laughs> I know what you do. So, um, and for recruiters, it was a fake gold Rolex Submariner. I think that is 100% the watch that will explain a recruiter 
to the T, okay? It doesn't matter if it's an army, navy, marines, um, coast guard, the fake uh, space force. It doesn't matter what it is, okay? If you're a recruiter for any branch, a Rolex, a fake gold Rolex Mariner is the watch, okay? I mean, look, you got impressed somehow. You got to bring kids in, but... You don't, you, you, you're not trying to spend all this money to try to get, you know, you, you try, you're going in, in, in not very good areas. You're going into every single, you know, street and hood that you can. Um, you try uh, back streets, you're going into stores, you're going into everywhere looking for people. And sometimes you're working really late at night, you know, so it's, it's not a, it's not it's not conducive to have a real Rolex. And other than that, you're sketchy as hell. And you know it. And you know it. So because of that, fake Rolex of Mariner it is. So again, I just want to bring that up. But let's not get too far from that. Let's move on to the next in the lowest hanging fruits out there. Career counselor. Because, you know... The the sketchiness of a, of a recruiter, it only multiplies when you're a career counselor. Because now, you know, you're an insider and you know the reality. And, um, and this guy's still, still able to convince you to stay in. So it, 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 it takes a special... A special person <laughs> to be able to do that, right? So, in the same vine, I decided, you know what? We're going to stay with the fake. And we're going to say, that fake Omega, the soul, the speedy, the fake speedy, the highest priced sold speedy that some Omega employees... Um, finagle to bump the price super high by faking some stuff right so that fake omega that fake speedy is the perfect representation of what a career counselor is right they're an insider like those employees and they know what they need to say and how to say it in order to bump the value of staying in you know what I'm saying? So, and then you go ahead and you raise your hand and you think you're offering all this for so much more and you're getting tricked. <laughs> That's what you're getting. Okay. And this is coming from a 17 years in, 17 and a half years in uh, guy. Okay. So they got me a couple of times, but that's the, that's the, the perfect uh, watch for a career counselor. Um, Tell me otherwise. Tell me otherwise. Please, if you have a better watch for a career counselor, drop it in the comments. Let me know. Hit me up over Instagram. It doesn't matter. I don't think there's a better one out there. I really don't. Now, moving on to our favorite, favorite staff section. And for those of you that are not in the military, staff section is when you're talking about your... You know, every headquarters have people to work in those offices and those are the staff section and they tend to be S1, S2, S3, S4, 
we jump five and we go to S6. And um, that's your, your, basically, the people that work in the, in the headquarters building. Now, the S1 section is everyone's favorite section. <laughs> and that's very sarcastic, okay? But S1 is the HR section, the human resources. The people that we will turn in our paperwork and they will lose it every month. For the four years that you're stationed there, they will lose that paper, those papers, every month. And every month they will ask you for it. They will put it on a graph with your name in red. So every officer and every senior NCO that's looking at it gets really pissed at you that you haven't turned in this paperwork, that you're, you're behind. And they're the one making their company or their unit look bad. And uh, you're going to turn it in and they're going to lose it again, right? So this is our favorite section. Okay. And one thing about S1 is they like to be flashy. You know, they like to be flashy. They like to seem important. They like to look important. They always work, walk around with papers in their hands. They're all blank. It's not yours because yours is in the trash already. They don't care about yours. <laughs> so <laughs> what they're doing is um, they're trying to live the Jones life, right? So I think the perfect watch for an S1 person or an HR, right, is a TSO PRX. And that's a good watch, right? I own one. I like it. It's a Powermatic 80 movement, you know, um, integrated bracelet. But the thing is, it catches a lot of light, a lot of light. You know, so it's very shiny, it's blingy, um, it's, it's small, right? It doesn't occupy a lot of real estate in your wrist, but... You know, it looks like it's an expensive watch. You know, sunlight is hitting it. Man, that thing is blinding everywhere. And, you know, that's that's kind of what S1 does. You know, they're trying to be flashy. They're trying to be uh, seem more important than they are. Just like the PRX. The PRX is a it's a $700 watch that, you know, looks like a, like a $20,000 watch. So, <laughs> um you know that's uh that's your s1 right there i think that's the perfect representation of an s1 person i don't know what they call it in the other branches honestly but your human resources people again just think who's the people that lose my paperwork all the time boom that's s1 okay <laughs> so um but yeah for those of you that are not in the military that's hr human resources and i think uh i mean look furthermore not just any TSO PRX, but the white dial with the gold bezel, that's the one. That's the one. You know, it has that extra oomph of, uh, of showing off. You know, that's the one that a S1 person would get. Now, the next one, um, I'm going to, these guys are pretty badass, okay? I don't know if I would do their job, but EOD. EOD is uh, explosive ordinance um people right so the guys that you you see the movies the the guys are dealing with uh with old explosives and i know you guys probably remember hurt locker um that horrendous movie but sure um it has some good spots right about <laughs> mental issues but the the eod guys are those the ones that, that deal with the with the bombs right and um unexploded over the hands and all that stuff 
they actually they're pretty pretty badass. You know, it, it takes a lot to uh, to pass that school. Obviously, you don't want to fail a test. You fail a test, that means in real life you're dying. So you can't fail any test, uh, and it, you, you got to be spot on. So it's a it's a pretty badass job. And the the test that they do, where they run around a running track on the explosive suit, that shit's pretty hard. I don't know if you guys ever done it, but um, if you're in the military, just just watch out when they're out there doing their PT test. You can go ass to fucking run it. They don't they don't mind it. I done it. It's pretty pretty intense. I mean, you can lose probably. You know, if they if you cut it at close, if you cut in it closing high in weight. This is the perfect way to lose like 10, 15 pounds in one little lap around the track, okay? Put that suit on, run around the track once or twice. You'll be good. you pass high in weight. <laughs> All right, so the next one is probably, look, I know we think that the sketchiest people are SF, you know, your, your Delta guys, um, and yeah, sure, they're sketchy, but the sketchiest job in the army, the sketchiest job in any branch, really. I mean, I, I bet, I bet anything. These are the sketchiest guys in the military. The supply people. <laughs> <laughs> These are the guys. They're ordering a lot of stuff in the army's dime. And then taking it home with them. Okay, this these are those guys. All right, look, it's a joke. Don't get butt hurt. But it is true though. So <laughs> the supply guys, you know, they need a way, any way, to be able to count for all that stuff that they're taking home. You know, they need to be able to make sure their the books are good every month for the commander, even though they mess it up every time. But the perfect watch for a supply person. Casio calculator. A Casio calculator. I mean, what future do you don't have on there? This is perfect. This is perfect for them to be able to account for everything that they're moving from the supply cage to their house. The secondary supply cage, right? <laughs> oh, man. But on, on, the, on the real side... You know, I think a, a, a supply person, uh, something cool for him, a Seiko Alpinist. And it's something easy to read, something uh, reliable, something that uh, has some, you know, validity to it. And because uh, supply guys are important. They're not, they're not unimportant. They're very important. Okay. So um, I think it's a, it's a legit watch for them. But again, for those sketchy supply dudes. The Casio calculator is probably the best one. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, look. Artillery. Artillery. I uh, I couldn't let this. This is a low-hanging fruit, right? This, uh, the CEO, the, the owner of this company was in the, in the podcast before. Uh, he's an artillery officer. Not for the U.S. Army, for the Canadian Army. We're pretty much the same, right? <laughs> so, um, artillery. For an artillery guy, I think canister. Canister watches. I think that's a great watch. You know, it's robust. 
it looks pretty well built. It gives you those vibes of a, uh, of a, uh, um, damn, what you call it? A damn um, marathon. It gives you the vibes of a marathon, but it's his own watch. You know, it has Arabic numerals on it, so it's easy to read. It gives you some pretty good um, screw down crown. It gives you some good um, water resistance. So the vessel looks good. It's a very well-looking watch. And at the same time, it looks like it can stand a a lot. Now, this guy uses it as an artillery officer around artillery guns all the time. So it definitely stands that that type of punishment. So a good watch, I think for for artillery you know on the on the series note now is 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 definitely a canister canister watch if you haven't seen them go give it a look they're they're pretty pretty nice watches they have some pretty good uh dials white blue um black and they look pretty good and team recon uh forsberg justin over there he has one and you know he loves it i think is a great a great uh great looking watch and definitely a, a good fit for an artillery person and uh, a variation for that i would say the marathon navigator something a little bit lower in price a little bit more you know typical of a field watch and i think that's a, a good a good watch too as a secondary right now moving on to mechanics mechanics in the army you know they they they're hitting they're hitting watches if they're wearing watches they're hitting those things a lot because they get in their hands in very small spaces and let's be honest you know the military vehicles are not built with the mechanic in mind they're not built with the operator in mind i dude i'm telling you they they build the vehicle they put an engine on it and they like oh man we forgot about this let's put it here and then someone will say hey you know that might not be the best place there but guess what? They don't care. They don't care. That's your problem now. They're going to put it wherever it fits. Okay. So um, very awkward. Always, you know, horrendously made. So for mechanics, they need something pretty tough. And I think the perfect watch for a mechanic. And I mean, and I mentioned this before. These watches are indestructible. So Traska. Traska, if you haven't seen that brand, um, micro company, but their watches, and I, I told this story before, I had a friend that had one, he wanted to try it because, you know, they, they always say that their watches are very, you know, scratch resistance and, um, he wanted to try it. So he wanted to take a his watch the bracelet by the clasp and he wanted to scratch it with a spring ball a spring bar tool and you know for those of you that half scratch a watch with a spring bar tool it is easy because these things are made to scratch watches like there is a this is a tool from hell okay you make the the smallest wrong move and you scratch the watch period now for a lot of us it don't matter but this is a very tough watch. I mean, he scratched that clasp for probably about 
30 seconds, and there was not a mark in it. Not a single mark. Now, is it probably going to get a mark at some point? Sure, probably. But I haven't seen one on his yet. And he owned his for years. He's owned his for years. So these watches are, again, Traska watches. And the, the, the specific one, I would say the Traska commuter. Because it's a little bit smaller, right? It's on the smaller side. 36 millimeters. It gives you um, kind of like uh, Explorer 1 vibes. So it gives you those vibes right there. And uh, it looks really good. It looks really good. Some pretty good colorful uh, dials. And and again, I mean, you can you can destroy these watches if you're trying to. You probably they'll probably break the sapphire uh, glass or crystal before they scratch the watch. So, and again, I'm not I'm not lying, man. I'm telling you, this is this is a very tough watch. So for a mechanic, I think that's a perfect watch. And then also caveat to that, I think a second job that will benefit from a watch like the Traska is a welder. I think, I mean, it, hand in hand, right? A lot of welders work in the motor pool with the mechanics. So I think that's a perfect watch for those two jobs. Now, as a secondary, I would say, you know, a, um, a G-Shock. You know, you're looking for something that can it, it get greased up and, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter what you, you throw at it. Uh, oil, you know, grease, it don't matter. I mean, a stainless steel watch is going to take it fine. But if you're trying to get something that is uh, more disposable, then I will, I will go for a G-Shock. Um, but definitely a Traska for those two jobs. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Now, the next job is uh, a, a tanker. Now, we... <laughs> We all know tankers go to sleep in their tank. <laughs> they'll hide the tank in the woods and they'll just go to sleep, okay? Uh, one person stays up, everybody else sleeping. <laughs> I mean, I, I told Jason, I've seen some crazy stuff with tanks. I have seen some crazy stuff with tanks, okay? But tankers. Um, I think pretty low-hanging fruit. A marathon GSR, you know, this is this looks like a tank. You can probably run over this watch with the tank, and nothing will happen to it. Um, no, but for for real, you know, it's a very uh, very tough watch for a recognized you know brand that, at the same time, very militaristic oriented, very uh, military looking watch. You know, you can take it in the water. It doesn't matter what you throw at this watch; it, it will it will take it. It will handle it. I think this is a great option for someone like a tanker. Um, and it's, you know, great option. Great option, honestly. So, and, you know, you can get sales. Marathon does a lot of sales, especially for military. Uh, they do discounts and stuff like that. So this is a great option if, um, if that's what you're looking for, right? If you're looking for something that's built like a tank and it has some pretty good um, prices, Marathon GSR, you can get some pretty good uh, discounts. Sometimes you can get the Marathon GSR and they will throw in the Marathon uh, Navigator for free. They have done that a couple times already. So if this is something that interests you, just stay stay you know on the lookout and they'll they'll make a sale at some point. 
They do it pretty often. Now, next, going back to the to the <laughs> a little bit more funny <laughs> jobs. Um, the next one is the MPs. <laughs> now, the MPs, I mean, look, what can I say? Right? The MPs, they, uh, yeah, I mean, we love them, right? We love them. <laughs> this, oh, man, I tell you what. Um, MPs are special, right? Because <laughs> they're fake cops, okay? <laughs> they're fake cops. <laughs> now, um, because everything they do is sketchy, and everything, every single ticket they give is sketchy. Um, I think there's nothing better than a Breitling. So I'm going to go with a Breitling Avenger. I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I would say is MPs are always carrying their, their vest with them, right? So they always have their IOTV. Not when they're in the gate, just scanning your ID. But the MPs in the vehicles, the MPs um, giving you tickets and harassing people um, when they're going late for PT. Um, <laughs> those, those MPs, or for the Air Force Security Forces... Right. Um, they. Um, yeah, they they always wearing their their IOTV, their vest, the bulletproof vest for those people who are not in the military. And they always have a lot of stuff in it because they always want to look really badass. And um, <laughs> they uh, they always get in their hands in pockets and little, you know, constricted areas. So <clears throat> watch like a Breitling Avenger. Yes, yeah, big, but it's a very robust watch very legible, very easy, um, especially the Breitling Avenger that they have on that polymer composite. composite. Um, it's a pretty cool material. It looks very rugged, black watch, you know, kind of like it, it is PVD, but it's not. It's the material itself that is all black. Um, and, it, you know, it has it has a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, like, pattern to it. It looks like a, like metal is all scratched up, but it's it looks good actually. If you guys haven't seen it, go give it a look, and it looks uh, it looks pretty rugged. So I think that's a pretty good good watch for them, and um, and yeah, I mean you can't go wrong. I mean it's a sketchy watch for guys that everything they do is sketchy. I mean <laughs> it's freaking MPs, man, freaking fake cubs. Now the last watch. The last watch. And, um, you know, this one, some people might, uh, might feel a little something about it. But, you know, a chaplain. <laughs> oh, man, a chaplain. So, you know. Believe it or not, actually, there's a lot of chaplains that are pretty badass. They uh, they used to be um, pretty badass guys that got tired of being badass and decided to be chaplains, right? But for chaplains, I would say, you know, I don't think they do much. 
you know, yeah, sure. When you when we're in the field, um, they go around checking on morale. When you're deployed, they do the, you know, the the mass on the churches, depending on your religion, and so on and so on. But I don't I don't think they do much other than hide, right? Because no one messes with the chaplain. No one, because they're afraid of going to hell. <laughs> so. No one messes with the chaplain. It doesn't matter what the rank is. No one messes with them. So, you know, they're a little bit, sometimes they're a little bit standoff, standoffish, right? And because of that, I'm going to, I'm going to match him up. I'm going to match him up with a kind of a standoffish watch. <laughs> Rolex Explorer. The Rolex Explorer 1. Okay. Now, Sure, the Rolex Explorer One um, is not a is not the most sought after Rolex, but it's still a Rolex, so it's still kind of standoffish, but it's cool enough to hang with the cool boys. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think uh, I think that right there is a is a perfect match for a chaplain. And I'm going into this fully knowing that a lot of people are getting uncomfortable by this point. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a perfect watch for them. Perfect watch for them. Now, a uh, little uh, on the side, not a job per se, but for PT, physical training, for those of you in the Air Force that never done physical training. <laughs> Um, so the, for PT, I will say the Casio is probably my favorite watch. And, and this is for real, you know, on the serious side, I think, uh, Casio is my favorite watch for PT, you know, it's not the steel one, but the, the regular, you know, resin ones, they're light, they offer a lot of features. You still get that analog look. Um, I would say that the most comfortable thing that I have found is, I don't know if you've seen a couple of my stories when I post using my Casiokes, I have them on elastic NATOs and the last elastic NATO I bought, I bought, or let's say it this way, elastic NATO style, <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's from D-Logs. And the reason I like the one from D-Logs is because specifically for this watches is because it doesn't have a connection. It doesn't have a buckle. It is a stretch slip in your hand and it ties on around your, your wrist. So you got to measure your wrist. You got to make sure that you know your size and then compare it to the size table that they have in order that size. This is what I did. I went one size down because I don't know if you guys ever noticed when you are changing the strap on a, on a G-Shock, you got to buy the adapter to the, for the straps because the, the way they do the straps is very different, right? So if you want to put regular straps in it, you got to buy those adapters. Those adapters increases the length of the case. So now you're going to have some extra material because you're not counting for that additional, you know, length. So I went one size down on 
for what I was supposed to be on the ch on the chart on the chart <laughs> chart <laughs> on the chart the sizing chart online for the Dlogs uh, website and then I bought that one and it fits perfect and the thing about it is super comfortable because it's elastic right so it bends very easily um, and then the other thing that I love to do is put on the decon uh, two strap from AWWC. Why? Because I'll tell you this: if you guys haven't tried the decon two strap, I'll tell you that it is comfortable and the elasticity to it, because it looks it it looks like rubber, but I'm telling you, it has elasticity to it, so you can stretch that pretty nicely, and it makes it really comfortable at the buckle because you can tie it in so it doesn't move but at the same time it is expands out so when you're moving your wrist around it gives in so you know it's very comfortable so those are the two straps that i like with my g-shock cassiox but that's a perfect perfect combination right there for pt so yeah that's pretty much it this uh this <laughs> You know, we, we discussed a couple of releases. The Christopher Ward, which is a great watch. I like it. The C60 Atoll, Atoll 300. Great watch. Uh, very summery colors. They only have two, blue, Reef Blue and uh, Shark White. And then the we discussed the Hamilton, the Indiana Jones watch. And we discussed the super amazing, in quotations, uh, space force watch you know <laughs> and then we went into a couple of jobs you know it was probably about i don't know uh nine jobs and uh you know i try to make it funny i try to make it pretty pretty relaxed i don't want to be always serious always talking about um the latest and greatest and some serious topics make it lighthearted making sure people laugh and have a good time, you know, that's what this is all about, and honestly, it, you know, there's a lot of jobs out there, so I'll probably do a part three, cover a couple of more jobs, but when I do the part three, I want to bring someone else from a different service, and, it, you know, um, start talking more watches, Justing, looking at you right now, <laughs> so, um, you know, start discussing some more watches, and then, um, but before that, there's going to be a couple of interviews coming up, um, scheduling a couple of, uh, people, uh, for interviews. And I think it's going to be pretty cool. So stay tuned. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys, I made you guys laugh. I know my ESL came through a couple of times. Sorry about that, but, um, it's all cool. Uh, and then let me know, let me know if I messed up a watch and you think there's a better watch for those jobs that I mentioned, let me know. You can head out to my page and let me know. Um, that's pretty much it. Catch you guys later. Have a good day.